Welcome to Yento and Nikki's podcast. We're just two Jersey girls that are insanely bored and are ready to talk about anything, everything, and sometimes, honestly, nothing at all. Hi, everyone. Miss, How's it going? Uh, Wait, what are you opening? What's going on there? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I forgot I got into my snacks. I was like, I had Doritos. Oh, oh, I was oh, just straight oh. up just, and I forgot that we're recording and that will get picked up. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put that to the side. <laughs> Don't mind me. I was like, what, what's happening? What are we opening? Uh, mail? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> that <was good> <laughs> no, that's just me being like, God damn, I need a snack. Um, yeah, so how are you? How are you? Well. I'm doing well. It is pouring outside, so oh. it is, yes, I'm assuming it will head your way in a few hours. Yeah, yeah we got um, all the um, the warnings, so yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of shit happening. I, I saw a nor'easter, I'm like, it was 80 degrees today. How How is a nor'easter happening when it was 80 degrees in Maryland, not too far from where you live, so I'm very confused. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Weather weather be weird this time of year. I mean, weather's yeah. like weird all the time now. So, you know, with global warming, everything's extreme. So. Yeah, especially now because there's like, I saw some, what are they calling it? Like cyclone bomb or I don't know, on the West Coast with the crazy rain that they're getting. I just don't, y'all, it looks like a movie. It looks like we're in... Was there some movie called 2021? I don't know. Or the the day after, or there's some movie <laughs> where it's like, it's just a, a series of um, nature. Fuck shit. Yeah. Just, just going ape shit. And I feel like that's what we're in right now because there's just craziness going down all over uh, the nation with, with weather. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, what else? Any other, uh, any updates? Um, let's see. Weekend wise was pretty tame. This was probably the first weekend in a while I like did not like have plans or like anything to do. I went Friday night went out to a restaurant with one of my girlfriends. Um <laughs> I don't I don't want to down bash any restaurant in Baltimore because that's just not how I roll, but I will say this. When you mm. open a restaurant within, you know, the openings, I know it's difficult in these climates, mm. especially as there is a worker shortage, but it, we just got to do a little better. I don't know. Mm. I, I guess it's hard. It's hard for me to blame the restaurant because there is a worker shortage, but I don't know. Our server was like, she seemed like she was like right out of high school and like never served a table in her life. It's very and possible. I'm sure that actually was her story. That's, that's literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. It was rough. And and you know, to add insult to injury, the food wasn't that great. Like I'm like, how? I don't know. I am. I am the girl in any city I've lived in that is so excited to try a new restaurant. So that is like, if there's a new restaurant in the city, I'm gonna get there as soon as I can. And I was mm-hmm. just so underwhelmed. It was supposed to be New Orleans cuisine, and it was more like cuisine from Applebee's. I knew that. I Ooh. like I knew what the deal was when I saw mm. mozzarella sticks on the menu. 
Yes. <laughs> but sometimes so, they can be good. Sometimes. I am not knocking a, a mozzarella stick in itself. Yes. But that, right, okay, but got the it. mozzarella stick gives you the tone of where you're going to be for sure. the evening. <laughs> and sure. I just Absolutely. expect it. Yes. You know, you're promoting yes. gumbo, but then when I get there, you have like French fries and, and mozzarella sticks. So I was just confused. Like there's an identity crisis going on with this yeah. New Orleans inspired restaurant. So it's like, I thought it would be a little more elevated, but it was like a bar and grill. And that just wasn't the, what I was the looking vibe for. vibe you were going for. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't the vibe. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, honestly, I dressed up. And here's another thing. I probably dress up more now for dinner because I'm home all the time. So I look mm-hmm. forward to putting on something worthy of like, a, you know, a hair and makeup, a nice An outfit to out. go out. There we yes. go. And like, I'm yes. not, you know, 15. I like to like j- jizz it up just a little bit, you know? Yeah. I was way mm-hmm. overdressed and I wasn't even in something super <laughs> fancy. It was like, you know, maybe a work dress a little elevated there was nothing sure. this was i could have wore what i wore all day which was leggings and a hoodie it was super casual do you think so so with this place do you think it's a situation where like they were they were actually trying to do what you were looking for and then like last minute something happened and and what you got was them trying to like accommodate like a shortage of workers or or just it being well, crazy think- like yeah I think there is identity crisis because mm. I found them um, like it's, I saw some of the local influencers going to like the soft opening and right. they're presenting this cuisine, which is NOLA friendly, we'll call it because I or inspired or I don't even say inspired. It's friendly. NOLA friendly. New Orleans mm-hmm. friendly because mm-hmm. it's too close, too bad to say inspired. So there's that. And so I didn't know what to expect as far as like the vibe. Um, but when you, you're, you're presenting yourself on Instagram as this restaurant that is New Orleans cuisine, it's, you know, Mm. the, the look of the restaurant is elevated ish, you know, it looks Mm -hmm. nice without a hundred people in it. But then when you walk in, you see big TVs playing sports, like the big, big, big screen televisions. It's a huge bar with taps. And then every there's an array of dressing, you know, and most people are super casual. Like I just like, you know, I could wear my leggings and a hoodie there and be perfectly fine. So there's kind of like an identity of who we are versus who we want to be. And like I in the neighborhood that they've put the restaurant, I think make cater to the casual crowd. It's the younger people who live over there. So a younger crowd. So they're not probably interested in like, you know, putting on their fancy, but from mm. their Instagram, I thought it was a fancier place, but it wasn't. Yeah. And the food yeah. reflected that if you have mozzarella sticks on the menu and that's fine. Right, I just not- needed to anticipate that, but sure. that's okay. Yeah. But it wasn't even like New Orleans inspired mozzarella sticks. I don't know what the fuck that would be. That I actually sounds delicious. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. Like if they had like, like Cajun, oh. Cajun breading or something, but they no, didn't it even try. Like they didn't they even try. <gasps> Dang. Yeah. yeah. Dang. They did have the one good thing I will say is they're mm. fresh. Well, I'm also in Maryland. So like 
this is like a no brainer was the fresh yeah. seafood, fresh seafood, fresh oysters. Ooh. You can get them char grilled yes. or, um, you know, raw, which I got raw. My friend got char grilled and they were both delicious. Mm. So there oh. was some kudos to be had, but you can't really right. fuck up like raw oysters. You just got to make sure they're, uh, <laughs> you know, they're good. They're, they haven't gone bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Maintain. They haven't gone bad. So right, right, right. yeah, but everything oh, else is terrible. Man. Yeah. I thought so that maybe the, yeah, I thought maybe the experience was connected to, um, I don't know if you've been seeing on the internets and, and whatnot, the, like all the stories about like the great resignation, uh, and people like quitting their I, jobs. And I also think that because the service was awful. So yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So there's, and she definitely was like, I, you could tell she probably, this is not an experienced job for her and I get it. Right. A job is a job. Sure. Absolutely. A like, do your right. thing. I'm not mad at you, but you know, on top of the bad food and then like not great service, I was kind of like, this was the most underwhelming, you know, $80 yeah. I've spent. And like, the pricing was, didn't even match the right. price. 80. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If it, if it was Houlihan's pricing, you might like, oh, okay. Oh, maybe, maybe excuse right. it, but right. right. To be paying actual <laughs> real dollars, real monies, <laughs> elevated for, monies. For uh, a mozzarella stick menu, I was kind of a little annoyed. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Oh, that blows. But you know what? You know, yeah. Life continues. I'll, I'm still, I'm still be out. So <laughs> yeah, you gave it a shot. It's good I gave to it know. A shot. You, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I hear you. I won't say the um, name because you know. I still, even though I did, wasn't a fan. Got to rep the good restaurants and you sure. know. But if yeah, you want yeah. to know, I'll, I'll tell you. If you're ever in Maryland, I'll tell you in private. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is where you don't go. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Well, that I'm glad the seafood was good. But you're right. That that still is a low bar, um, yeah. given where you are and yes. what they got available to, to them. So, yeah. Um, What's going on? Yeah, here, I got nothing. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, how do I? <laughs> I ain't got much going on. Uh, this weekend was pretty uh, chill. I had um, my other brother come by with his family, so that was lovely. Um, yeah, it was it was good. We we ordered uh, we ordered a ridiculous amount of food from this one Italian mm. place that that we mm. found. Oh, oh my god, just pizza, like pizza, 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 but like really good. I think this might I be miss my New favorite. Jersey. Yeah. It's really, it was really, really good. So they, they, I, you know, I think they really had a good time food wise. And then, um, you know, it was, it was a little chilly, but we walked around a little bit. They, you know, got to see the view that we have now. And, you know, I felt like the cool aunt because, you know, one of my nieces was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, I know, girl, I know. Um, (laughs) She was like taking pictures and I was like, oh my God, I've made it. I've made it. I think think my niece thinks I'm cool. Um, Yeah, the cool aunt, officially. Yeah, you've made it. Thank you. Thank you. I've waited a long time for this and I'm, I'm glad yeah. that I'm finally here. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but that's it. We just did. Yeah. We just caught up, got, got some good food. Um, yeah. Nothing. Continue to watch Halloween movies this weekend. Um, I did end up rewatching. I know we talked about it last week, but I watched ooh, Poltergeist. Yep. Yep. Isn't so it's so funny. So we watched all three. Um, okay. 
And and so I was just like, low-key, I'm, I'm watching these movies and I'm pointing out to my husband, like, every instance, like, every phobia that this movie created for, like, a short period of time. So, like, the... Um, the last one, because I think we watched them out of order. We did the first one, the third one, and then the second one. But I think the okay. third one is the one in Chicago, right? With the yes, the puddle. Like I feel like she, she, yeah, she falls into a puddle. Girl, I was like, man, I was scared of puddles for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my ass was jumping over puddles. I was like, nope, nope. This looks just like a puddle, but it could be a dimension to another place. Um, and mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, not fucking around with puddles. And then um and the second one is that guy when they first introduced that dude, Kane. Is that really what he looks like? Cause I think that's really him. I don't think there was any prosthetics used with that older preacher gentleman. I'm not quite sure. I'm actually not quite sure, but I okay. think you might be right. Yeah. I only I have say to that because he he was he was scary absolutely terrifying and i i think that may just be how the man looks and i'm very sorry but yikes new sir are terrifying um yeah yeah so yeah did all that we also saw um the new uh the new it movie with who the freak is in this bill Hader. oh jessica chastain is in it um and a bunch of other people I can't Wait, I can't recall part two? at the moment. Yeah, in part two. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've yeah. seen. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I've seen that. That's pretty good. Yeah, I liked That's it. That's pretty good. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I was a little apprehensive because I think the movie's like two and a half hours. It's just like stupid long. It is but a long movie. I, I saw it in a theater once upon a time. Remember oh, you going did. to theaters? Yeah, I remember going to theaters. <laughs> I was like, what is that? What do I you don't know? I haven't I haven't been in forever. I don't know what theaters yeah. look like anymore. Yeah, I think um, it came out like two years ago. So Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was long, but I, I really enjoyed the the backstory. I felt like even though it was long, it didn't feel like anything to me at least, I didn't feel like any part was really dragging. Um so yeah, I I dug that one, and that was it. That was a pretty chill weekend. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, so yeah, we can get into it because I know you All got right. some awesome. You have an awesome topic. I got I got one maybe if we got some time. But yeah, yes, Miss Yentel. Go for it. <laughs> All right, well, let's get the motherfucking party started. Okay. Yes. Um, no, that was a lot of energy. <laughs> that was so for hard. Like- I was like, I'm bro, shit, I'm ready. Let's do it. Do it. All right. So I think we're probably going to lose like, you know, three people of our audience because I know most of our audience are not men. And that's okay. We've accepted right. that. But yeah. we're, we're going to talk about the ladies today. All right. We're yes. going to talk directly to our lady listeners and we're going to discuss something that whew, without we can talk about this for days but forever talk, forever but we can motherfucking talk about periods okay mm. periods mm. um mm. yeah i i mean look i've had <laughs> a menstrual cycle for t- over 20 years now which is so crazy to say cuz i still think i'm <laughs> 1920 in my head. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank 
Thank when, you for the reminder. When you start talking about <laughs> you're like, right, when you start talking about your period experience, you're like, then you remember. You're like, nope, I've been dealing with this shit for way too fucking long. Not yes, nineteen. And- nope. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. you just made me laugh because you felt like the hype man. You were like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <did. laughs> Th- thanks for the reminder. Thanks, hype man. <laughs> um, but yes, we have all, I'm assuming in all in the same age group, we've had up here for over 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself and I'm sure you identify with this as well, audience. Like, periods fucking suck. And there is the one thing that has, it's a constant in our lives and probably for another 10 to 15 years, we'll have it. And Mm. it just hasn't gotten better. In fact, I feel like as I've gotten older, it's gotten worse. So I am, oh yeah. So I'm trying to like, I'm doing soul searching and more importantly, Mm. my own like research on what things I can do to make this better because it's, you know, it's not going away. Not for a while anyway. Mm -mm. And Mm -mm. it's like getting increasingly worse. And like, so I did some research and actually talked to a person I was interviewing at my job. Yes. um, Long story short, people in our company get to participate in interviews, but I get to do culture interviews, which is basically all non, non SME subject matter expert type of interview. So when you come Mm. to my company, hello. I'll, I'll plug it another time. But if you ever interview with my company, you'll not only do like an interview regarding like your technical expertise, but you'll mm. do an interview like, are you a good culture fit? Anyway, I usually ask like a softball question if I do a culture interview, which I interview every, I've interviewed for people all over the company. So I talk to a interesting group from software engineers mm. to HR people to, you know, other lawyer, everybody. So one of the questions was, I say, tell me about a book you're reading currently. And the girl says, In the Flow by Elisa Vitti. And I'm like, what is it? Okay, can you explain what this is about? You just don't give me a name and don't give me no information. (laughs) Give me a little summary. (laughs) Tell me, give me the premise. Yeah. Right. So she, you know, she starts to explain. She goes, this is a biohacking book where this woman is talking about how to biohack your period. So I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, And and I never write down the book that people uh, say they're reading, (laughs) but this one I did. I did because I knew they were about to spit some shit that I need. I obviously want to know about. Um, So I bought the book, you know, probably within minutes after getting off the interview with her and Ooh. I got in the mail and I've, that's been my reading for this weekend, this past weekend, and trying to understand what that means in biohacking your period. Number one, the first thing they say is your periods, we, this, I know we've normaled and like made the standard, like periods suck, you're going to feel bad, but they not, they should not feel bad. You should not I, feel mm-hmm. so terrible when you're yes. having your period. PMS system should not, it should not be this way. Um, and we have normalized that, like you just got to deal with it and people deal with yes. it you know, for the rest of their lives or until menopause or both because things happen also. Um, and we have to like stop that. And there, there are ways, uh, to kind of hack the system, hack your cycle. There are 28 days in a cycle. And um, some ways, I haven't finished the book yet, but one of the things that I've captured in my brief read is that things that you eat 
and habits that you have can dictate a better, uh, you know, five to seven day period. And, you know, mm. our, our cycles are in phases. I don't really know the loodle and this and that. Y'all read the book. Yeah, but the so. point is, <laughs> is that we should, the loodle, the boodle, the ovulating mm. one, and the one where you uh-huh. actually get your period. But the point of the book is there are certain things you should be doing during whether different exercises that you can do during certain phases, uh, food that you eat and what you need in those different phases of your body and what your body requires. Um, And you should be kind of curtailing exercise and food to different parts of the the cycle. Um, And that will give a better outcome when you have your period. Um, One of the things I noticed, you know, we have all these fad diets, you go ketogenic, intermittent fasting, um, and everyone has their own opinions on those. And instead of saying that we shouldn't be doing it all, any of them, um, which is kind of part of what she's saying, but she said, hey, look, this is your body. But instead of doing those types of diets like forever, because they cause bigger issues with hormones and, you know, um, what's that? What's that? Uh thing in our neck that we have the thyroid issues. Oh, thyroid? Mm-hmm. Yes. So instead of doing that constantly, tailor those type of diets into your cycle. So if you're in your ovulation, you're you, you're probably, oh, hold on. I think the luteal phase is right after your period, I think. Sorry, y'all. I'm probably fucking this whole cycle No, you can tell up. me anything and I'd be like, okay, like I'm, I need to Whatever. get this book and, and write. Yes, yes. Right. So the phase right after your period, you this is the phase of your body where you can withstand uh, the least amount of calorie intake. So she said, mm. so in that phase, which is like seven to ten, seven days, you should be you can you can manipulate your body to take less calories. So intermittent fasting may be good for the first you know week uh, post period. Um, she said, like in your ovulation, you know you may want to increase your protein. So maybe a, you know, a high fat, low carb diet in that period could be better. And then during Mm. your period, you're going to need more carbs because your energy is draining because obviously you're, Mm. you're menstruating and you're out of whack. So she said carb load or not say carb load, but increase your carb intake with, you know, healthy carbs. She's not recommending, you know, French fries and a burger, but like with you know, sweet potatoes and grains and all that fun stuff during there. So she's kind of like hacking it. And if it works, I don't know, but I'm going to keep reading today because honestly, my period has ruined, you know, a week of my life for over 20 years, a week each month of my life. Let's make it clear for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I'm, you know, and I don't have fibroids. I've checked all the things. I don't have PCOS. I've checked all the things, but it's right. still terrible. So, you know, I just got to figure out a way to make this better on my body and, you know, nothing beats a failure, but a try. And if this is successful, unfortunately, it's not going to, you know, I can do this one month and like, you know, it'll, it's not going to happen that quick, but I think that's a good way to kind of understand what to eat during, what to eat, how to exercise in different parts of your uh, monthly cycle. Yeah. So absolutely. I I will definitely pick up this book. So something else. So the the epiphany you shared that I also read in a, in another book that I I read um, a while back 
is right. The whole idea that like periods are not supposed to be that painful. <laughs> like when I read that, I was like, what are you talking about? Right, I was like, bitch, right. what are you saying? Right. And I'm like, you, you're kidding me. But I, you're right. It's been normalized. I mean, I, I almost feel like that normalization <laughs> has been passed down for generations. Like my mom had horrible periods. Yeah. So when and I you know started why. experiencing that, right, right. You but know like, why? Because but, doctors historically have been men oh of oh, that yes of they course. don't have yes. firsthand experience with having a period the priority mm-hmm. of even understanding a menstrual cycle is low priority for a man because they don't understand yes. like yeah there right. are major hormone shifts in in the month every month in our bodies yes and yes. we are not tailoring ourselves to to intake those type of hormonal shifts it affects our sleep it affects our yes. food intake it affects yes. like everything everything from our moods everything and they're so they fluctuate up and down and we have not put money and invested time and research for hundreds of years on this because (sighs) men don't understand so if i swear to god though if men also got periods we would have this shit figured out hundreds of years ago absolutely yeah. Millions of years ago, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the so the other thing that this book, um, and I got, I'll, I'll look it up in a in a second and try and get the the name. But um, another thing that the the author of the book that I was checking out mentioned was that, um, and and it's so obvious, but it was something about having it written down that I was like, oh my god, you're absolutely right. She was basically saying um, it floored her that. Here you have a whole fifty uh, percent of the population that is that deals with menstrual cycles, right? And so right. we all do where we're experiencing it. So it it, it was mind boggling to her how like you could go into a doctor and and you're just going into let's say your your general your your family doctor your GP whatever, and right. part of their like assessment in your physical isn't a, like they don't talk to you about your period and. That is mind blowing because exactly to like what you're saying, and, and I'm sure you know your the, the book that you're looking at is talking about it too, where it's like it it influences everything. So it's like, wouldn't that be the biggest indicator of what's going on with you and your body? So like, if I'm coming in for a physical, and you're like, well, how's your period? And I'm like, oh, um, you know, hey, TMI guys, I'm going to put it out there, but like, I have really. I it's clotting. Like it's, I just have really, really painful clots and it's very heavy and it's a lot of clotting. Like that might shift sort of the conversation in one direction. If you're coming in and someone asks about your period and you say, okay, well, I, it's incredibly painful. Maybe it's not, you know, not so much like a heavy flow, but I just have incredibly horrible cramps. Okay. That might drive, you know, a whole other kind of like diagnostic um, avenue that you may go down. But when I read that, I just thought that that was so crazy because right. How do we not, um, how do we not have doctors asking about that in our regular checkups? You know what I mean? Like, and never mind regular checkups. I can go to a, I've been, obviously I do your annual with your gynecologist mm -hmm. once a year. And I've gone to many different gynecologists over the last, you know, 20 something years, I've had a period and mm-hmm. I they'll ask me, how's your period? And I'll say, Hey, it's super painful. And they say, well, how painful? I go, it's pretty fucking heavy and it's very painful. Yes. And I've been saying that for over 20 something years. And it's like, Oh, yes. okay. So what? Okay. Well, I'm going to do your exam and then you leave and we don't, it's not, that's no, like, you're absolutely it, right. You say it. You're right. And it's written mm-hmm. in the notes. 
but there's mm. no 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 follow through, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, and that. Oh man, I could I could just go off right now because yeah, that was something I absolutely experienced too, and. It, I think it was after reading the, this book, um, the book that I was looking at, where it, re- it really just kind of, um, what's the word? It motivated me, educated me, you know, I don't know, to go back to my GYN and to be like, hey, we've been talking about this now for like 10 years. Um, what's up? Because this has been an ongoing thing. I, I feel like something's going on. Like, should I be, you know, evaluated for, you know, endometriosis? And it, and it was only then that she said, oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? You're right. We should probably no. So I, that I was so angry and frustrated. And that of course brought up other things in terms of, you know, being a woman of color and sort of feeling like, you know, did that play a role? Like, did you, did you just feel like I was just in there complaining for these last 10 years and you never thought that it was that serious and you just, you know, it, it, it just was so frustrating and it made me so angry that it was only then that she considered that a possibility. And like, and I got a copy of medical records because I got upset and I got a copy and literally every year, every year it's in there. And I was like, you've, you've got to be kidding me. I've said like, this consecutively each year and you've said, oh, okay. Okay. You should take Advil. You should, um, yeah, you could take, and I'm like, no, no, but Advil doesn't do anything. That doesn't oh, work. Okay. Well you can, Right, right. And they're like, oh, well, you can alternate between like Aleve and Tylenol. And no, I'm like, nope, I've that doesn't done work all either. that. I am past the point of Tylenol and Advil. I have to take maybe five to just feel okay. Told- and that, that's yeah. not even okay. Right. I, that's that's yeah. exactly what I said. I went to her. I remember one time we had an appointment and I said, I've taken six Aleve at a time. Yeah. And she's like, well, she probably shouldn't do that. I'm like, no, no, I no know shit. I shouldn't. No shit. But I'm trying to explain to you how bad this is. I can take six and it does nothing. And I'm, you know, so I'm like, I don't, something has got to be up. And I'm like, can you prescribe, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of opioids, but I'm like, but can you prescribe something for day one and two? Cause that's usually when it's like, for me at the least, first, that's when like, it's absolutely horrible. Awful. Yeah. Can't get out oh of bed. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, just for the first day, like, and you could even call it in. I don't need a prescription. You could just literally call in one pill. I'll go in, pick it up, have my husband go in and pick something. Oh, well, no, we don't really. And I'm like, okay. So then what are we doing? Because I can't, I can't keep, this is insanity. I yeah. can't keep doing this. So no, um, it is, Yep. It, it, it's so frustrating. So it's like, while I understand historically, I, I absolutely get that, right? You know, men don't care. And, and, you know, back in the day, at least when our parents were going through it, they're probably seeing men and, you know, that's shaping their experience in, in, in one way. But I feel like even with myself, with, you know, having female doctors, I think the other part of it is like, they don't even realize that they themselves have internalized certain mm-hmm. things and have absolutely and are just sort of accepted it as like, okay, well, that's just, that's just how it is. And I'm like, that's just no, how it I is. Don't... Yeah. Like we, hey, like, please, it's one thing I t- take from this conversation. Please know that if you are, have periods where you are bent over, that's not yes. normal and yes. you are just having a terrible time 
it's not normal. Please. Like, you know, whatever you decide to do with it, I don't care if you do the biohack, whatever, I'm going to try it. But please, Mm -hmm. like, do not, let's just get out of normalizing bad periods. Yes, absolutely. You got to be your own advocate. That is probably the biggest takeaway is being your own advocate. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. But you know, I I am excited to check out your book, read about the the biohacking. Um, the one I, I gotta find the title of mine. Maybe I'll like link it in the um when I post the uh the episode. But I know with the one that I found, there was a lot of talk about different um vitamins that you can take. And I I will say that increasing like magnesium, I find does help at least with cramps for me, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't make them disappear, but I, I do think that it, it ha- plays a role, um, and kind of reducing the, the pain level of the cramps that I have. So I'll do a little shout out for magnesium on the, on the podcast. So folks know. <laughs> yeah. Truly, truly, truly. And it just, it, it boggled my mind when I read that periods aren't supposed to hurt. It really did because I, I did not think that that was real. I, I, I was like, what do you mean? Every, as far back as I can remember, everyone's been telling me that this is just like, this is, this is just Part life. This course. is just something you have to, yeah, that's it. You just have to deal and accept it and you'll lose a week out of every month due to you know debilitating that's it that's (laughs) right yeah oh 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 anyway any other um gems from the from your book any anything else that the in terms of biohacking that you think you're gonna implement in your as you move forward i i i am gonna do it i am yeah i am yeah, I'm going to really try to kind of implement this like 28 day or, you know, break it down by week system um, where I, I'm going to try to eat and and do um, exercises that that I need for the certain time of the month. Um, remember, it's 28 days. If you want to break it out by weeks because you can kind of do that. Um, and understanding like what part of phases and what makes sense for my body during those phases of life. And like one thing I saw, which is going to be rough, is that um, ca- caffeine is not our friend. <laughs> caffeine and coffee is not our friend. So that's going to be rough. Oh, no. Um, yeah, that was one of the one things I saw. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I live on it. How I'm do sorry. I function? I know that was going to be a, a tough one for you, but it, yeah, it. I'll, I'll try. I mean, I'm look, if that, if at the end of the day that helps, I'm down. She also talks about um, magnesium supplements. So you guys huh. are on the same page with that. But yes, one of the issues is like people who have, yeah, I mean, it just kind of fucks up our hormonal, uh, uh, cycle mm. caffeine does so yeah <laughs> i i got accepted uh, yeah. no 
I'm sorry. I knew. I knew telling. I knew of all people telling no, you just, that would yeah, have been rough. I was gonna have like that a visceral rough. response. I like no, I, I need my caffeine. No, uh, no. I got look. If it if it helps, then it, it's definitely worth exploring. Yeah. really, because this this period life is is no no bueno. It's not good. Yeah. And, and and if overall, you know, this improves my well-being and way of life, like, I'm in. So uh, I'm going to try. I'll try. I'm going to try. I'm going to keep reading because I'm sure I'm missing some some key pieces here. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to, like, work this into my daily life and how I eat and how I exercise and my amount of sleep I need. All of that. It all, it like, all that shit's connected, y'all. All of it. All of it's super connected. So just FYI. Anyway, what uh, what uplifting stuff can we switch to? I mean, I don't know. I think all our male listeners has abandoned ship at this point. So why don't we switch over to your topic? <laughs> but they should. Hopefully they still listen. I'm hoping because you know what? Maybe this will give you some insight into what your your lady friends, significant others are going through so that, you know, if they if they share anything with you. And they're talking about like pain. Now, you know, like this shit is real. It is craziness. But anyway, so my topic I'll throw out there um, is that recently I saw a um, documentary on, I think it was HBO. And I believe it was called Persona is the name. And it was this really interesting documentary that um is talking about personality tests. So think about like that traditional, you know, I think everyone knows Meyer Myers-Briggs um personality test and they were talking about it and saying how now for a lot of jobs um that's part of the application process. And so people will apply for jobs online and a lot of times in, in like the very initial stages before they even get an interview or anything like that, they're asked to fill out some sort of like personality questionnaire. And I think the, from the employer standpoint, more often than not, it's, it's an attempt to, you know, I think, I think employers would generally say it's an attempt to figure out if this candidate would be a good fit, right. For the job. I, I think another reason that I don't know that employers are, will say outright, but I think another reason is to kind of um, weed out the folks that they kind of see as red flags, you know, someone who, I don't know, they're, they're asked a question about uh, stealing and they admit to stealing. So the employer's like, yep, nope, we're going to flag that, that applicant. We, we don't want them to move on to the next stage. And so what this documentary uh, was exploring was this idea that these personality tests, while sure they're interesting, they can tell you a little bit about yourself. It can give you, give an employer an idea as to whether or not you could be a good fit. A lot of times what's happening is that it's almost become this new tool to discriminate against individuals. Uh, More specifically people who are, um, I think what the appropriate term would be, uh, that are not neurotypical. So individuals who may be on the autism spectrum or individuals who suffer from depression or anxiety. Um, Because depending on the types of questions that are asked, 
you could you could get an applicant whose answers skew a little bit more anxious, quote unquote, or depressive, quote unquote. And that might be um, one of the flags for the employer. And that may be the thing that kind of prevents them from moving on to the next stage. So I, I thought it was very, very interesting because I did not know that this was now a part of the application process for so many jobs. Like it, they were talking about these different companies that will set up these online applications and, and have these questionnaires. And I had not experienced that. I, I don't think any of the jobs that I had applied for ever had any kind of like personality questionnaires attached to it. I don't know if you, Yentl, I don't know if you've experienced that with any of the jobs that you've applied for in the past? No, um, it hasn't. But as I mentioned in the previous uh, conversation that my job does culture interviews and we are provided a set of questions or a list of questions that tie to our our company values. Um, so again, they're not like work related about what you do. They're just based upon like, you know, if tell me a situation where you failed and like, how did you, like, what did you learn from that? Or, you know, obviously the one I said earlier, like what your, what did you, what book are you reading? What have you taught yourself in six months? So we're understanding who you are as a person rather than what you do and making sure that you are a good fit. So like, you know, like give me a courageous moment in your life where you had to stand up for, uh, stand up for yourself. And it was against the status quo of what you're doing. I think that is important to assess a person, how they deal with certain factors in the work world and, and in interpersonal life. Because I always say if I'm, I'm conducting these interviews, it doesn't have to be a work scenario. It could be something from your personal life that you feel connected to. Um, so I think the idea of assessing a candidate in that respect is great. However, when it comes to a Myers-Briggs test, that it's not a lot of context and you're choosing a multiple choice answer where sometimes these are all gray area scenarios. So you're not getting an accurate portrayal of someone's personality and you're just kind of basing, you know, once the result comes, you as the uh, evaluator. Now it's just your opinion. And also we do this. It's not just me who does it. There's usually per candidate, there are two cultural interviews and a bunch of technical people. So, and we have a uh, meeting at the end of their interview uh, loop to discuss the candidate from a cultural perspective and a technical perspective. And then we, you know, I don't, obviously I'm not the decider, but the hiring manager is listening and they will make a decision. So I like that. Um, and we're not allowed to talk to each other about the candidate prior to the uh, conversation. So um, I think there's a better way to get an understanding of a candidate's personality other than, yeah, because what happens when you're having conver- side conversations about a candidate, you're creating bias. Yes. So we don't even, you're not allowed to talk to other people until that meeting. Mm. Um, and right after you have to fill out a questionnaire of how the interview went. So you have it in writing and then they, they so the hiring manager, even before the inter, the interview uh, debrief, as we call it, they've already read your opinion on assessment on the person. And so just the meeting is just kind of like the meeting of the minds to talk about the candidate and holistically. Um, so yeah, all that to say is, I think there is a way, there is a better way to assess a candidate's um, culture fit within a company mm-hmm not by a personality test where it's just multiple choice. So yeah. that's not a, a full 
assessment of like a person of who they are to me, to me, especially when it comes yeah. to like a job scenario. Now for shits and giggles, I'm bored. And like, you know, I'm just fucking around on Google one night. Sure. Right. But right. I'm not taking that test to my job. <laughs> right. right. It's interesting. I, I encourage our uh, listeners to check it out and, and see what you think. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I feel like we got to wrap this up soon. So let's hit our Jersey trivia. Jersey, Jersey trivia. Jersey, Jersey trivia. Jersey, Jersey. Okay. I don't have a jingle. We're working on don't it. Don't have a jingle, but you need to, you just, just record you. It's going to be you, Yentl. You're going to be, you're going to be the person doing this jingle because you have a gorgeous voice. You've done it so many times. We're going to get, we're going to get it together. We're going to have you doing this jingle. Um, all right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I guess I got it. I got it memorized. Okay. I think this, this New Jersey County is one of, is the only County that still honors, uh, blue laws. Oh, that's easy. Bergen County. They it's still do that. It. Yeah. They still do that. <laughs> Jeez. I remember that when I was okay. a kid. I remember that law because yes. I remember like, you know, being out with my parents. I'm like, oh, we can't go to Bergen County on mm-hmm. Sunday. So, yeah. And explain for the listeners okay. what blue laws are. Well, I was going to I was going to ask you for an extra point. How would you how would you define blue laws? Because this was actually interesting because I was confused by this. I, I, I knew it existed. But when I was trying to look up the definition, it was a little weird. So what do you what do you how would you define blue laws? So I think blue laws originated from like, um, you know, really traditional uh, um, like back in the day when like on Sundays, Sundays was a day of like rest and church and like service and you would have to attend church like there was no going to Best Buy at 10 a.m on a Sunday. So, um, and like, no, definitely no alcohol on Sunday. Um, so yeah, it came out of like, kind of like a Christian, you know, or God, I don't see, I'm just bubbling, but I think I'm kind of close, but yeah, like there was no, like, yeah, you didn't do that 40 years ago. You weren't going to target or getting brunch with the girls. All you can drink you know, 40, 50 years ago. So that was a day of like, you can attend your church service. You're not purchasing things. Um, you're not going to brunch. You're certainly not buying alcohol. And that was it. And that, and blue laws have continued in certain counties for a very long time. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. That, that is exactly what I was thinking. And I think I, I'll say this. I don't know that I have found a a definitive answer about like the historical origins of it. But the, the part that was interesting to me because the, the part that was interesting to me was trying to figure out what exactly you couldn't buy on Sunday. Right. So like, I remember that I'm like, yeah, stores would be closed. You can't go, you, you know, the shopping center that was by us would always be shut down. You can't go to, you couldn't go to, I'm trying to think like, uh, there was like a candy shop that was in the the shopping center by us. Those were always closed. The only thing that would generally was open was like the supermarket. So I started to look into it more to figure out like, okay, what, what shit actually is closed? And it's weird. It like, I think that varies 
by um, town because like I was reading people's takes on it. And someone was like, yeah, you can't buy like exactly what you said. You can't buy alcohol. And someone was like, no, yeah, you can. You can totally buy alcohol. You just can't buy it at like CVS. So it's like this weird, it's this weird thing where I, I think in terms of how it was implemented, it was this kind of thing where you couldn't get whatever was considered non-essential goods on Sunday. And then I think where it differs is like how different towns define non-essential. So like, you know, if you're in a town that has like a mega Walmart, like the Walmart can sell food, but you can't buy clothing, which is weird to me. Like I'm like, wow. if you're open, you're open. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird. Like it will, and I I kind of remember that because I remember visiting someone and like we what went was into the like reason. <laughs> I think it was just because it was considered non-essential. Like clothing for some reason was non-essential, but like food would be. And if it happened to be um, I don't, I don't know if Walmart sells alcohol, but like, I think in some towns, not they in New Jersey, chance? because the, not in New no? Jersey, honey, do you, you must haven't lived back in New Jersey for a while, but New Jersey, you can't, Maybe. you can't buy alcohol outside of a liquor store, no matter what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. used to, okay, yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. And, that's it. By yeah, the way, right. in New Jersey, right. you cannot buy a wine at a, at a supermarket that's not you can't even purchase it any type of no spirit. you can where where just not on sunday just not not on so shop rights some shop rights you can but is there yes, a dedicated shop- liquor store in the shop right Ooh. Yes. Ooh, okay. I see where you're thing. going. Okay. There, you have to have a license by the ABC Commission in New Jersey to have liquor. Oh. Yes. Now, in other states like New York in particular, I can go to a bodega or a 7 Eleven and pick up a bottle of wine or a case of beer. You cannot do that in New Jersey. So it has to be designated an actual liquor store. So maybe ShopRite has dual that license, but. You can't mm-hmm. just go to like, you know, key foods and like get a bottle of wine. It's just not going to happen. But right. And, and and that's what's weird because I, I'm pretty sure there are shop rights, right? So like there are shop rights that had sell liquor. Mm-hmm. And I hear what you're saying. There could be like a separate liquor store. But then the liquor store is closed. The liquor section is closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if, but see what I'm saying? Like, but if it's like a separate, if it's considered a separate store mm-hmm. then why wouldn't wouldn't that be a liquor store and wouldn't they be allowed to sell liquor on sunday no the liquor stores are close <laughs> yeah yeah the liquor store can't sell alcohol i That's, gotta look yeah i gotta look because i feel like I, i'm more familiar with it because the, the, the laws in maryland are the same so like i can't yeah. go to the supermarket and get liquor here you you can go to dc and do that i think virginia is the same but you can't just there are mm-hmm. designated liquor stores where you can purchase or wine stores whatever you want to call it where you can purchase alcohol you cannot just go to like your neighborhood place or a 7-eleven and get a case of beer you just can't well right but like but but regular liquor stores and i know this is going to be like a whole separate debate but regular liquor stores in jersey Mm -hmm. if so if it's just a liquor store Mm -hmm. it can it can be open on sunday right because i'm i think with blue if we're associating with blue laws then maybe not 
Because wait, it's well. Look that up. Is liquor stores open on Sunday? I'm looking. I, yeah, that's I what I'm think, doing. Let I me think see. it closes early. I know people who are from Jersey who listen to this podcast is like these girls. <laughs> they don't know these shit. Bitches. Yeah, they don't know shit. No, but I was. That's that's what I'm saying. I was so confused because these are these are the things that I was reading online where people are like, oh, you can't buy. Like someone was like, you can't buy liquor on Sunday, and I was like, no, you can. And and it, so it was like this whole discourse on like what exactly are the blue laws and what do they mean and that's where like my takeaway was okay I think it depends on the town because I think this liquor store hold on I'm looking at up on one that's <laughs> close to where I grew up um, I think it's open on Sunday and that yeah it's open on Sunday yeah yeah I think it's reduced so hours so it just kind of depends mm, on where okay. you live yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, there's some dry state, dry towns in the, and it, it depends mm-hmm. on town as well. There are dry towns where you cannot purchase liquor on Sunday, okay. so it just depends. I'm assuming that's kind of right. depends on your town. That's where, um, it, right, right, right. So yeah, that that's what it was. It was this whole long discussion where like people were saying all different things, and I just thought it yeah. was a statewide, you know, or countywide. Let me put it that way. I thought it was a countywide sort of uniform law, and then yeah. people in the county were saying all these different things, and I was like. I, I remember buying alcohol on Sunday, y'all. I don't know. So, uh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, the liquor laws mm. have um, chilled out because I'm reading them now mm. in New Jersey. You can mm. purchase beer at the liquor store. I mean, at the grocery store. So you can get a, a case of beer at grocery stores in New Jersey now. Mm. Um, wine mm-hmm. and liquor still strictly at uh, liquor stores. So at a liquor they, store. They've okay. upgraded some of their rules. Yeah, just you know. I'll put it this way. If you're trying to get liquor, just just stay out of Bergen County. Like if it's a Sunday and you're trying to get liquor, just don't just go Probably outside of Bergen County because you're gonna get a headache. Go. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're gonna get a headache, you're gonna drive around, it's gonna be confusing. Just just go outside the county and, and get yeah. your get your fix that way. Yeah. Um yay! So yeah. Jersey trivia. I guess that was super easy. <laughs> and I didn't, only I didn't know the, because I was mm. only the county next door, and I knew that from growing up in northern New Jersey. Now, if I was from like I don't know South Jersey, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, just only because I live nearby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I remember it was something my my hubby, when we made the move to Jersey a couple years ago, he was like, what? Like, why are all these stores closed? I'm like, oh, it's the blue laws. He's like, what the fuck are blue laws? And I was like, wait, are you? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a specific Jersey thing. And I, it, is. it is the only I think it's the only county left. So yay, Bergen County. Holding for- on for dear life. Yeah. Dear life. Okay. Good. Good for you, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's all I got. That's my Jersey <laughs> trivia. That's my, uh, uh, you know, hope you've, you've learned a little about getting alcohol and goodies in Jersey on Sundays. Um, any, any, any other goodies you want to throw out to our, uh, our listeners on this fine, fine evening? I got nothing, but, you know, take care of your periods, um, you know, love yourself um, and nurture our body and try as well, as hard as we can to like give it the best fucking opportunity to succeed. And I have not done a good job of that. So I want to really try to like, that'll be my, as I turn 36, (laughs) that'll be Mm. my, uh, you know, to-do list, like to really like nurture and care for my body was vitamins and you know the food i intake and the exercise i do just 
kind of doing some wellness shit for me. Um, and y'all do do the same. And um, Jersey's dope. And don't try to, you know, get get all your booze the night before. Like, who the fuck is getting booze on Sunday anyway? Like, your party, the party's over I mean, by Sunday night. What? You need a glass of wine? Sometimes you should, But you should book. have the wine in the house. You should have it ready. You had all weekend. I should. I should. But what if half of your family is West Indian and <laughs> they finish it on the barbecue on Saturday? True, true, true. But then you, some of you them ain't got shit left. Stay right. over and Sunday and you're like, oh man, I still got to deal with you. Okay, I'm going to go drive 40 minutes and get. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. I understand. I know, it sounds like such such a lush, but you know, sometimes. Sometimes it happens. Not all the time. Don't make it a habit, but sometimes, yeah, you need that Sunday something to re-up. just deal with. You need with. a re-up. Okay. I understand. Yes. Yeah, so that's it. I hope you all, yeah, everything Yentl said, I, I say ditto to all of it. Take care of yourself, periods. Central Jersey, we're still hating on you. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what is Central Jersey? What's that? What's Central Jersey? I don't... I, I still don't know what that is. Maybe maybe someone can come in the show and explain it, but until then, I don't I don't know him. The, I don't know them at all. We don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that man. No, I, I do not know this man. No. Um Yeah. So until until then, until we find a Central Jersey person, you don't exist. Uh, so on that note, um, that's it for us. Hope everyone has a wonderful week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, bye. Bye.